How you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Part Two Minute with me, Alex Robinson, and with me, Andy Robinson, and together we're going to talk about Minute Sixty-One of the Godfather Part Two. Sixty-one, Alex. Repeat after me. Okay. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Sesantuno. Sesantuno. You got it. I like it. You're sounding good. I like the sixty. You're so ready. Far. I like the six, the swinging sixties yeah. Sicilian. So Santuno, far. Santuno. Uh huh. Well, uh, not, not Santino, not Santino. No, Santuno. <laughs> uh, minute number sixty-one starts off with Mikey is traveling by train while he, while he pops some pills. Oh. He and his silent bodyguard then get in a car where they are guided by Hyman Roth, Sicilian messenger boy Johnny Ola. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Johnny. Does he say messenger boy or Sicilian messenger Johnny Ola? Uh, Couldn't decide messenger, messenger boy. Boy was in there. Messenger boy is definitely more yeah. degrading. I think he's messenger boy. I don't think he would have just stopped at messenger. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe though. Huh? We'll have to go back and listen. Oh no, we haven't gotten there yet. Really? I thought that. Happened. Oh, we did. Yeah, that's that's when that was that, earlier yeah. in the. Uh, yeah, 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 that's when Frankie Five is. Uh, <laughs> Giving his uh, his ranting to Michael about how he wants to run his family. And he bows and leaves. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait till Frankie comes back. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this minute is kind of the first time we get to see Mikey's bodyguard, who kind of is his companion throughout his Cuban adventure. New bodyguard. Miami and... Uh, Al's been promoted. He's no longer his bodyguard. He's a capo regime now, uh-huh. I guess. And now uh, And this same guy. thing with... Um, with um, Rocco? Rocco. Rocco has his own yeah, crew, Rocco Lampone, yeah. now both capos, so we mm-hmm. got to... Uh, so this character was apparently um, one... His name is Busetta. I don't think we ever see mm. hear his name Mm-mm. spoken, Mm-mm. and I don't think he even speaks in it in the whole No, movie. he doesn't. He... Um, Very ominous character. According to the Godfather Minute Wiki, he is one of a number of uh, native Sicilians that the Corleones brought in mm. uh, in their in their later days, mm. so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder why that is. What do you think the advantage is to going with native Sicilians as opposed to homegrown? Uh, hmm. I mean, maybe as a bodyguard because he's his bodyguard, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he seems to do more than that. Though he pours water for him. Well, that was another question I was going to ask you: Is do does pouring it? water and that stuff fall under the bodyguard purview? It seems like it's a little more than bodyguard. He's like a bodyguard and kind of like a uh, butler, like a personal assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he just yeah. sits there and seemingly watches Mikey eat. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't eat himself. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. I know in The Sopranos, they had brought over someone from Italy, right? That one character who had the right. ponytail. Yeah, almost, oh, almost. And I don't remember the story why they did that. Hmm. So that they just needed... Maybe he had already come, and so they just... He was already connected, so right. they brought him yeah. in. The only thing yeah. I think of with the Corleones is that they're not... They're kind of... Because they're not, um, I was to say because they're trying to get out of the crime end of it. Like mm-hmm. they don't have the 
sort of farm system they used to have when they were in New York where, mm-hmm. you know, people would grow up in a neighborhood. And, like, Paulie was someone who, would, since he was a kid, always wanted to be a gangster and was kind of, like, yeah. groomed for that. But now that they're they're tr- maybe not doing that as much, they need to just, well, we'll just get guys right from Sicily who, yeah. who won't have the kind of expectation of, yeah. like... Yeah, we don't, we don't, we almost, do, it seems like they don't want local guys yeah. to like continue that right. legacy of local American yeah. criminals being a part of it. Because then the day will come and we're like, well, all right, guys, well, we're now only hiring lawyers. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I hear Bartini's hiring. <laughs> yeah, like, which is, I guess, kind of what happens in GF3 where, where yeah. Michael wants to get out and he tries to pay everyone off to get out of yeah. it and stuff. And uh, so... Uh, yeah, it's a wild. Yeah. And also, I was wondering if maybe this guy doesn't speak English. Yeah. So uh, that can be good in a situation where if you're dealing, making dealing, doing dealings with Hyman Roth, if you have someone there who's your bodyguard, but also doesn't understand anything that's going on, so they can't say, they can't, can't betray conspire you. against you, or they can't mm. tell your what's going on to yeah. other people. Now you're thinking like top thought, <laughs> right? You're like those around you. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, it is amazing how many people are privy to things that are going on, like... All the conciliaries mm-hmm. know what's going on. Right. Uh, yeah, the capos know what's going on. Well, I, I guess that's what what uh, Michael said to uh, Tom Hagen earlier in, in this movie. He said, you've got to, like, all of our people are businessmen. Right. And so you've got to just always be thinking about how they're, like, what's in their best what's interest. Their bottom Anticipate line. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Damn, I think you got what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I was waiting till now, but I've actually been the head of a oh. crime family for like six what? years. That's why we moved out here to Portland because we're trying to go legitimate after all those years in New York. <laughs> so, uh, And you purposely kept me out? <laughs> there are things going on that, let's just <laughs> say that between men and women for thousands of years that... Uh, Is it true, Alex? <laughs> don't ask me about this. Is it true? Uh, the uh, the gangster, the bodyguard, is played by um, a gentleman. Was played. He is deceased now. Mm. Uh, Amerigo Tote, T O T. How just he is Hungarian Italian sculptor. Oh wow! Um, huh. Who's done Who's done a handful of movies in addition to uh, being a sculptor? Yeah. Um, prior to being in GF two, his last movie was called Pulp. In which he co-starred with uh, the Turk himself, Al Lettieri, was Whoa, one of the main characters in wow. the uh, in Pulp. So now here wow. he is now working for. So so the Turk and Tote were in Pulp. <laughs> Turk and Tote were totally in Pulp. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, seems kind of old for. So so was he a. Was he, and you said, an Italian Hungarian, an Italian Hungarian sculptor? So was he not? from america uh not only was the character flown in but was the actor from abroad it sounds like he lives yeah in europe oh okay and this was just kind of like a a thing yeah so uh that's gotta be a nice gig is to oh yeah is to have your own thing going on but then every now and then get to be in big movies yeah we have a friend uh who does voice coaching in hollywood Uh like accents Uh and 
all that kind of stuff. And it's fascinating. She gets flied out, flown out to different locations in Europe or she went to Alabama recently because some movie was getting filmed down there and she was coaching people on how to speak. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, interesting for, oh, gig. to go to Europe and Alabama. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just uh, to point yeah. out how diverse yeah, the true. locations you're going job. to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whenever well, Alabama is the, the don't they call it the Southern Riviera? It's the Europe of the South. Yeah, but is it is it, is it the, the Southern? No, the Southern Riviera. What do they call that? The Louisiana Alabama stretch along the Gulf? Oh, the Redneck Riviera. Redneck Riviera. That's right. That's, yeah, you know, we are not saying this, of course. We need nothing no, but no, love no. for the people in that region. Yeah, absolutely. I so, love the South. Yeah. So um, you were about to say he? This is kind of old for a bodyguard. Yeah, well, on the older side. I mean, I, yeah. I personally, I guess if I was going with a bodyguard, I would kind of go for I don't know, maybe someone in their thirties. Yeah, at Just the peak of their like athleticism. They're, they're 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 still athletic, but they're also experienced enough to kind of know yeah. what you don't want to have some you know noob guy who doesn't know what yeah. to look for. You want to have someone with a little bit of uh, yeah, you know, so be able uh, to beat you to the punch. Now. Does he look older than the thirty, than mid thirties, or is this, this guy? Just, I mean, he does to me, but you know, people looked older back then. I guess, but I mean, I he mean, has like a head of gray hair, so like, oh, you think he's like in his fifties? I was even think. I mean, we could look it up how old the actor was, but oh gosh. Oh, we'll ask and we'll answer okay. next time. Yeah, he's in the rest of the movie, so we'll yeah. be able, we'll be able, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have an to excuse look. to uh, to look. Wow. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'd want someone a little younger. Yeah. Not to be ageist. But you don't but want to also be too young where they don't, where they're hot shots. And that's what I mean. You want a, someone who's... You want some wisdom there. You want Al Neary. You want Al Neary. Someone who's going to dress like a cop. <laughs> knows how to pour a good drink. He's dressing, coming here, you're dressed like a cop. <laughs> Al, can you go back to your old job? <laughs> so, uh, and this is also a character, I don't know, I was going to say this is a character that I would digitally put into GF1, but... It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense because they specifically got him from Sicily. Maybe yeah. had him in the Sicily scenes. Mm-hmm. A young, a young, oh, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Do you think this is the, is it not Fabrizio, but do the other guy? He, do you think he's Don, one of Don Montabello's? Yeah. Is this, uh, is this like, the other guy who didn't portray Mikey in Sicily? Oh, Carlo. Yeah. Car- no. Carlo? Uh, Carlo. 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 He was yeah. the other one. So. Who's the other one e- eating lunch at the, the very scene right before Apollonia died? Right in that shed. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I wonder if we're, if he could just be another crew member from, um, who's the who's the Vito's friend? Where Michael stay? Who Michael stays? No, in Sicily. Bonasera did say, "Be my friend." So. Yeah, he did. It's Bonasera. <laughs> it's, it's all beefed up. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls off his mask. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so we see the bodyguard pouring water, and yeah, I guess he's not so much strictly a bodyguard as just kind of like a like a manservant. Yeah. What else do you think he does? Do you think he like does turn down service for the bed, and un- does he like <laughs> unpack Mikey's clothes and stuff? Maybe he's like a valet. I think a personal assistant, probably the the equivalent of your modern personal assistant, but he doesn't speak English, so. He but, might not speak English. Yeah, so not probably not a per- mm-hmm. he probably doesn't do like airline reservations yeah. for him or anything. But. Yeah, he's always flying <laughs> to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> always going to either Hungary thought, or Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you wanted to go to Miami, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so the bodyguard. 
he um he does other duties. Although yeah. interestingly, when we see them driving, he doesn't drive. I've pointed. I noticed that too. Mikey's yeah. driving in this yeah. next little scene, following Johnny Ola. I think it's because he doesn't trust him yet. Is it that he doesn't trust him? I mean, he might not have an American driver's license, he, yeah. so he doesn't want to. Like, and he does he drive in Cuba later? I don't know. No, I think it's a Cuban driver, and they're both. The oh yeah, seat. Mikey's in the back, and the bodyguard's in the shotgun seat. Ah, because he he leans shotgun. back. And, <laughs> Good choice yeah. of voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So anyway, yeah. What else you got? Well, we see Mikey popping pills. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think it's strange because you know it could be vitamins. We don't know what they are. It could. It could be. Yeah. Um. But it's weird because it's like someone coughing. Like you don't see someone cough in a movie unless they're gonna be sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like it's weird that we see a scene of him taking pills. But at mm-hmm. no point does it pay off, like we find out. And unless I was wondering, are they like glucose tablets? Is he managing his diabetes, which mm-hmm. we'll see flare up in GF3? Yeah. Is this like a setting the stage okay. for that? Because like, that's the only health crisis we see him face yeah. in the movies. So. Yeah, it might be. Maybe it's it like might glu- be glucose. glucose tablets. Or yeah. what else do you think it is? Like aspirin or speed or... <sighs> yeah, it could be aspirin. He's under a lot of stress. You know, Al Pacino... Not too long ago, did an interview, and he was reflecting back on on Michael and GF two, and he mm-hmm. he said that Michael is depressed the huh. whole movie. And you look at him; his affect is just he's yeah. just totally flat. It's true; like he shows very little emotion. Yeah, and it really aligns with his character—the cool, calm, strategic, yeah. methodical uh, crime family boss. Huh. But yeah, when you look at it through that lens, he kind of does. Even when uh, Senator Geary's berating him, he's just kind of just listening, and he's, he's he's engaging and he's interacting, but he's not really responding emotionally at all. Well, which is, which is signs very, of depression. He must be very frustrated because you know he had this plan. First of all, he obviously threw his life away to take over the family business. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be going as smoothly as he promised Kay it would. Yeah. You know, five years ago, he said they'd be completely legitimate. And then not only now is he not completely legitimate, but clearly Kay is ready to leave him. And, mm-hmm. you know, his 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 life's a shambles. Yeah. His, uh, his Fredo doesn't speak to him anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he can't uh, even pal around with Mo Green. He can't, power, he can't even buy him out. His credit's yeah. no good. <laughs> He's running out of people to kill. <laughs> you're running around with men. He runs around with men yeah. who treat him like a whore. Oh, that's right. Connie's on the loose. He's yeah, Connie's totally, uh, angry at him, too. Yeah. Connie's kids are a mess. Right? He had <laughs> to up, bail him up, out. Picked up for a petty theft. He <laughs> <laughs> got a bodyguard, doesn't even speak English, flies all around the world to places you don't mean to go to. Because <laughs> yeah, I need money. Poor Mikey. Yeah. So you think it's some kind of pet? You think it's some kind of antidepressant? Um, well, they didn't really have no, those I mean, back in the yeah. They didn't even have yeah. those. Uh, I'm going to say it's aspirin. aspirin. I'm going to keep it cool. All right, it's just going aspirin. It's mm. like oh, Simon Roth guy, what a headache. It's probably something <laughs> embarrassing like uh, like uh, like stool softener. Oh, or uh, you know, or, or Viagra. He's going to he's going to, <laughs> he's going to Havana. Havana. No, right first he's going to Miami right now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't go to Havana left. Yeah. He's yeah, like, oh, I no, I took my Viagra and I thought we were going to Havana. 
He's like, I thought we were going to Havana. Going to Hyman Rock. Oh, <laughs> that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Small potatoes. <laughs> no wonder he turns up the volume on the TV. <laughs> Michael, um, Michael, you're bigger than U.S. Steel. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we move on. Yes. What drug more, more, more dick jokes to do. <laughs> what drug would you take before the big meeting with Hyman Roth? Huh. I think I would take probably some kind of uh like a downer, like either a oh, really? like a Xanax or Ambien or something like that. So I would just I would just appear so un yeah. I would do blase and so not carry what happened. Yeah, interesting. So you would so you he wouldn't be able to read your tells. Yeah, because you'd be already be so just. Just uh, artificially mellow. Yeah. Or, well, <laughs> now I'm thinking, should I do that or should I just make him think I'm all sedated and, and you know what I mean? Like, I would just be like, uh, like oh, just yeah. like he would think I was on heavy, he would think I was on, uh, you know, mm-hmm. goofballs. <laughs> I saw a Law and Order once where once. there was a guy playing poker and he purposely took some amphetamine pills. Uh-huh. So that his he would like be sweating when he so it basically would disguise his tells yeah because he would be sweating and jitter, jittery and so yeah. no one would really be able to tell if that was, people would misread yeah that he was bluffing when did he it really work wasn't uh, I think it did in the in this episode of Law and Order <laughs> don't try that at home I, because I would think that the the side effects would be worse than the. Oh, he lost all his money. <laughs> but, but everyone still thought he was nervous. Yeah. That's, that's no one could tell him when he was bluffing. He was just all in from the first hand. <laughs> he just got one car. He's like, I don't care. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it would... Because I would imagine you'd make a lot more bad decisions that weren't that weren't involved people thinking that you were nervous. I mean, all you know the kids I mean? are taking uh, amphetamines now in college to study and do well on tests. Yeah, I guess and, so. Uh, Ritalin... I can, but I guess it seems like if you're taking enough where you're getting all sweaty, and that would be like, <laughs> like I feel like the the, high, the college kids probably aren't doing that. They're probably not that yeah. wired on on. I mean, it depends you know. where you go to college. You're going to college in Miami. You don't yeah. want to get all sweaty because it's already really humid there. Oh no, I don't go to college to get sweaty. I go to college <laughs> to get stupid. How <laughs> did you go to college to get sweaty? <laughs> you get sweat all over your Ivy League suit. <laughs> Next thing you know, bam, you're sweating all over your Ivy League suit. <laughs> Next thing you know, spritz all over your nice suit. <laughs> That'd be great if Michael takes some uh, Ritalin before the meeting with Hyman Roth. He meant to take a downer, but he took Ritalin. <laughs> oh, because his bodyguard doesn't speak English. His <laughs> bodyguard just keeps giving him pills. <laughs> and then he's yeah. with Hyman Roth. He's all sweaty in Hyman Roth's house. Because, you know, they also are always dressed so formally down there. Yeah, it's true. There's so not a lot of air conditioning. And, yeah. And so. yeah. <laughs> Michael, are you okay? It reminds me of uh, apparently when they were filming The Big Lebowski, Jeff Bridges, like before each take would ask, each scene would ask the the Coen brothers, like, okay, 
like when did I smoke weed? When did the dude smoke weed? Did I just smoke weed, or did I smoke weed a while ago? So oh, that he funny. he would do his performance based on that. So maybe Al Pacino is like a similar thing. He's like, <laughs> am I on speed? Am I on cocaine? What am I on? <laughs> am I am I popping Viagra? Am I bigger than U.S. Steel? <laughs> hey, you know what we got to talk about? We got to talk about the movie we watched called And Justice, Justice for All. Yes. Just- a little sidebar here about it while we're uh, stopped? No, let's kick it to the end. Okay. Let's finish right. up with the minute. But just a little teaser. That is a movie Alex and I watched last night. Last night. And it's the only other movie that Lee Strasberg was Lee Strasberg is in two movies, Godfather 2 and and Justice for All. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, hey, if you're not a financial supporter, go to godfatherminute.com slash support. And for just a buck a, sh- buck a show, you get to listen to the entire episode. So we will talk about that later in the episode. Yeah. What else you got for this minute, Alex? Well, uh, when they see, we see them driving around at the end of the minute, we see... W- yeah, what building is that? Well, so the, because after he's on the train, it cuts to this pretty monumental-looking building. Johnny Ole is driving in the first car, Mikey and the bodyguard are driving in the second car. What is that? Uh, first, I thought it was Hyman Roth's apartment complex. Oh. But it is not. It is, uh, it is at least adjoining Hilea Park which is a famous racetrack in Miami, Florida. Mm, okay. Uh, at the very end of the minute, you can see a statue of a horse. Oh. And, cartoon. Uh, uh, well, that's what I thought. You know, I thought always <laughs> like a reference to a cartoon, but this is a, not placed there by the... This is the real statue that is there mm. of a real racehorse named uh, Citation. Oh, okay. Uh, and Citation is the, was the first horse ever to win $1 million in gambling. Wow. Uh, it That's was a- the eighth winner of the Triple Crown in 19... Uh, he raced from 1947 to 1951. Wow. Uh, a lot of money in that glue factory. 16 consecutive stakes. Wow. Cool. And he lived from 1945 to 1970. Whoa. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of long for a horse. Um. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know how long horses live. We'll ask. We'll answer. Yeah. Okay. Um. But I wonder if chronologically it doesn't make sense for this because the Mm -hmm. the he raced he he only raced for four years. He raced nineteen forty seven and nineteen fifty one, and this is like nineteen fifty eight ish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. But the horse didn't die until nineteen seventy. Oh. So do they wait until the horse dies to oh, put? A, do you yeah. put up a statue to a horse that's still alive, or do you do you wait till the horse is dead to put up a statue? You know, based on what Hyman Roth, based on Hyman Roth's grievances of there not being a statue of Mo Green, yeah, I would think dead. who is dead, but recently dead. Oh no, not so much. Hmm. Well, I mean, probably uh, I could see it going either way. Probably ten years. I mean, we'll wouldn't say. you want a statue while you're alive? That's the real honor. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's really like the horse. The horse is like, oh, I want my statue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I guess I was thinking it's like stamps, where it, like you have to be dead to be on a U.S. Mm. postal stamp. Generally, yeah, is that true? Yeah, generally, no living people are allowed to be on a oh, stamp. They, they have to can... do a special dispensation if they're going to do a lot. A living person, they have to has to be like voted on and stuff like. Oh, that. Oh wow! Yeah. So, huh? Interesting. That's so I was really thinking that's, that's oh, because what, they still have time to make a fool of themselves. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I wonder if that is the reason why. Yeah. Or maybe it's like if if you were allowed to put living people on it, there'd be too much of a chance of like 
politicians putting their own face on it, oh, like as yeah. a as like Conflict an advertisement or something for yeah. the campaign. I was wondering if that because first I thought this was Hyman Ross' house. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that horse statue was like he sees it every day and he's like, I can't believe they have a statue of a horse and Mo Green does not have a statue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just like bugs bugs him all the time just yeah. seeing that horse there. It's like yeah. a statue of the horse with a plaque and a signpost all oh. right next to each other. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And that was that was probably put up by the the Corleone Foundation oh. just to rub it in time and Roth. <laughs> the statue will be put up by the Corleone Foundation. <laughs> the signpost will be put up by the Corleone <laughs> Foundation. Hey, Alex, what's that? I uh, got news for you. Oh, good news. Uh, kind of. The, the paywall is upon us. Woohoo! Yeah, so Alex, I'm going to need that dollar every uh, show for you to hear the rest of the episode. But let me tell you, it's worth it. Fans what? agree it is worth it. How, how would I give you the dollar? Well, you'd go to godfatherminute.com slash support and uh, provide it there and you get access to all, and I'm talking all of the bonus content. GF2, GF1, GF3 commentary. I'll even throw in some dancing lessons, singing lessons. <laughs> no, no, no.